All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And on the show with me today, I've got Hunter Cleveland. Hunter is another one of those guys that reached out on TikTok. And so we connected, and I thought he would be a great guest to have on the show. Um, I want to apologize again for the audio. I've, since doing a lot of these episodes, I've got new um, podcast gear, some audio equipment, things like that. And so hopefully moving forward, the audio is a lot better, a lot cleaner, and not as choppy. So um, all that being said, I hope you all enjoy this episode, and let's jump right into it. Like, he was doing things that were just badass. That was one of the coolest moments of my life. I was really scared, but knowing that Dan had the gun, I did have the rifle, like, we would be okay. Hey guys, welcome to today's show and on uh, the call with me today, I've got a guy who I've never met in person. I feel like I know him really well though, based on all the videos I've watched that he he's put out on TikTok, um, but it's Hunter Cleveland and he reached out again because of a post that my wife did for me about having podcast guests on. If you have anything interesting to say or share or stories, um, reach out and he reached out and I can't remember your exact response. But it was something along the lines of like, you know, I'm just kind of an average hunter. I'm not really great at any of the hunting sports, but I'll be on your podcast. And I was like, what an, everybody else is like giving me all their top 10 kills and like, man, I do this every day. And you were just kind of like, I'm just being honest. And that's what got me to reach out. So welcome to the show. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not too great at anything. I just like to go. You know, like to have fun, like to, you know, talk trash in the duck blind, you know, just go out there and have fun and not really, you know, not really take it too serious. Yeah. So what a, like, if you had to say what your favorite sport was in the outdoors, what would it be? Uh, de- definitely duck hunting for sure. Like, even if it's just like going to like, you know, a wood duck hole where you're going to kill maybe like three or four wood ducks, you know, just like, you know, I remember being like 14, 15. You know, didn't have nobody like ride, you know, just getting whatever ride you had to go, you know, walk a mile in a swamp to go shoot, you know, three wood ducks. But I mean, it's always, you know, it's always a good time. Oh, yeah. We, we've run into that here. I'm in Southwest Missouri. And it's funny because like the central part of the state and the northern part of the state are amazing. Then if you go over to the boot hill on the east coast or on the east side, it's awesome waterfowl hunting. If you go west to Kansas, it's awesome. If you go south to Arkansas, it's awesome. But we've got this little pocket and all the birds just kind of go right <laughs> around us. And so I've had plenty of hunts where we walk a mile into public, have to bust ice out, freeze all morning long. And if we shoot two ducks, we are so pumped. Like, we didn't get skunked. That's our biggest deal. Like, hey, we didn't get skunked today. So I definitely feel your pain in trying to get back into those spots and just having a good time no matter how many you shoot. So, All right. so I remember like, I don't know. Go ahead. Go. Are you it. going? Okay. No, you can go. No, I was just going to say like, we're in, you know, like North East Alabama, you know, you, not, not a whole lot of birds. There's some like Tennessee river Valley that cut across and get on that Mississippi flyway, but not a whole lot, but I like, I always grew up like hunting with my dad and stuff. And like, we'd go out and hunt. I'd be like four in like Winnie the Pooh boots. Like he just, you know, he, he dragged me out there and then I'd go out there and fetch the ducks, get wet, you know, 
just, you know, his dog, basically, you know, before I could, you know, shoot. And then, you know, he'd call my mom and be like, well, Hunter fell in the water again. He's cold. They, you know, grow up, get a little bit older. I've got like a single shot, 410, out there tromping through, you know, trip over a log, gun barrels, just like stuff of mud. He'd have to like break off a limb, like poke it all out, get it all out, you know, and then hunt, you know, the rest of the morning just be freezing. <laughs> Man, I feel like there's a sense of when when it's miserable, it almost becomes more enjoyable. Like looking back on right. You, you look back and find those memories to be some of the fondest ones that you have. So there in Alabama, I mean, I know you said you, your passion's waterfowl hunting. Uh, do you hunt other, other species as well? Oh yeah. Dove, uh, deer, turkeys, you know, you know, what I mean? I'm just raising turkeys. I'm not good at it at all. I could like make like a few clucks here or there, you know, I try, but public land, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty difficult. You know, there's a lot, lot of people, not a lot of land in Alabama to, you know, hunt public. So. Yeah. That, uh, the one I haven't done any public land hunting yet. Everything I've hunted is private and we've got a pretty good spot set up, but even on private land without any other pressure really within probably, I'd say a quarter of a mile. Uh, not many of the people around there Turkey hunt. It's still difficult. Those birds are some of the dumbest. Right and some of the smartest birds I've ever seen. What, uh, what? go ahead. Uh, I was just, uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like last year I was, you know, just getting into it and I went out like three times and went in one of our fields uh, on, on our farm. I'd like, I saw these turkeys every day. So I just went out there, you know, and hid behind the bush and I waited for him to get off the field. I walked right out the middle of the field, sat down under the only pine tree, 15 minutes later he came back out and I got and yeah. this year I can't get I can't get within 500 yards of a turkey I so, know that feeling I mean it I'm I tell this story all the time but I'm just not like hooked on turkey hunting because I feel like they never right. do what they're supposed to I don't hunt them the way that most serious turkey hunters would be okay with I'm like man, I'll get behind a turkey fan or a Jake or a Tom decoy and I'll just go after them because I can't get them to come in. Cause like you said, I can barely cluck. I mean, I'll do it every now and then. And it sounds like an elk bugle more than it does a turkey call. And I'm like, uh, I think that's probably why they're not coming in. So I'll just shut up and chase after them. Right. What, uh, I'm, I'm, oh, go ahead. What, so you, you also mentioned in your response to my video that you do wildlife biology or that you're a wildlife biologist. I think you phrased it according to Auburn. So you went to Auburn, got a degree. And, uh, what does that look like? I know you mentioned a couple studies and surveys that you've done. Uh, yeah, like first I went to like Gadden state, you know, I did pretty good, I guess, in grades. I did good enough for, you know, get some money to go to Auburn. So I was like, what have I, you know, what, what, what do I want to do? I always, you know, love hunting. I was like, they had like a wildlife management program. I was like, I want to do that. So went there and uh, they're at Auburn. I, uh, I did like some volunteer stuff. Auburn has a deer lab. They have like a 400 acre high fence where they go in. Like they basically like tranquilize the deer. Like you sit up in a tree, st tree stand, shoot it with, you know, a dart gun, you know, and then we'll, tranquilize them go out there take blood take 
tick counts, uh, do measurements, and uh, collect like semen and stuff. And then they'll do all kinds of different uh, tests and studies on them. That's cool. So what what was your part in all of that? Like, what role did you play? I was I was one of the darks. It's like all the undergrads, like if you volunteer or whatever, you're the person that gets to actually like dart the deer. And then like the master students, they're the ones, it's their project, you know. It's like you're like I like darted like a six point or something. And then I'll, you know, I'll text you like, hey, I darted a deer. They'll come get me out of the tree. We'll go, you know, we'll get the telemetry. It has like, you know, like you see on animal plant, like a little radio frequency thing. It'll like beep, beep. Yeah. So you'll get the telemetry device and you'll, you know, sit there and beep, 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 and you head off in that direction. Eventually, you know, you'll find it. It'll be knocked out. Then you go and start doing your measurements, take counts, taking blood, all that kind of good stuff. Man, that's cool. I feel like if I was in that program or in that survey, I'd want to be the one darting. So it's cool that they let all the undergraduates right. do it. Right. Have you done Have you done any waterfowl survey stuff? Yeah. After I graduated in this past August, uh, in November, I got uh, lucky enough to do like a temporary like technician job for like three or four months. I worked on like a lot of the WMAs in the Tennessee River Valley of Alabama. And the grad student I was working under, she was doing a drone survey project. So basically we'd go out there like between like nine and 12 and like get our drone out and it'd fly around, take pictures. And then we'd go back at night and go back with a thermal camera on the drone, take pictures again. She was just want, really wanting to find out like how the ducks are using the refuges and the public land, like see if they're coming in there at night to feed instead of coming in during the day due to hunter pressure. Okay. Man, that's cool to do thermal. Like I'd never thought about that. I've, I've seen some of the studies that they do and like even banding where they'll do the big net and shoot them over the ducks. But to do thermal stuff would be a lot of fun. I know um, I knew some guys out in Colorado who had thermal equipment and uh, they would use it for like coyote eradication. And I couldn't believe the technology. I mean, you could see everything. We'd be out there and we'd see deer in the field like at 300 yards. And you can actually see their antlers through the thermal yeah. because they'll like warm up during the day. And when the temperature is cool at night, it just puts off a different heat signature. But man, I wish we could use thermal drones for uh, duck hunting. I'd limit out every time. Yeah, it's uh, it, you know, those, those drones, they're, they're pretty wild. They're pretty finicky. Yeah. A little bit you gotta work with them sometimes but that that thermal you know, like i said we could always you know fly over we'd see like deer and stuff and raccoons like you'd be able to tell like yeah that's for sure a duck or like you tell the difference between like a duck and goose but you know you obviously can't tell like what what kind of duck if it's a mallard a wood duck pintail that sort of thing okay man that's cool so then you you just do the surveys to find out if they were roosting there and just bailing out because of hunter pressure Right. Is that is that stuff that you, at the end of the day, like kind of report to um, DU or like the uh, whatever the Alabama Fish and Game? Um, yeah, I, I want to say uh, my boss, she got her like grant from the Alabama Fish and Game to do her study. And I was just like working under her. I was like putting the drone together and flying a little bit and like doing doing counts and that sort of thing. But it was, it was an awesome experience. It was a lot of fun. 
That's cool. That's really cool. I'd love to, I, I know um, there's a lot of different departments or not departments, but like nonprofits that you can volunteer for places like DU places like pheasants forever, the national deer Alliance or like the wild sheep foundation. So I've always wanted to find a prod product or project in our area that I can go and be a part of because I obviously take advantage of the research and the studies that they do, but I think it'd be cool to actually be part of gathering the information. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm sure you can find something somewhere. They're always needing help. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, let's talk a little bit about your TikTok because okay. I started watching your TikTok, man, I was dying laughing and a lot of hunters on TikTok, you know, they'll post serious stuff and like, hey, go check out my Instagram because you can't like show weapons or kill shots or anything like that on TikTok. But on Instagram, you can. On right. YouTube, you can. And my whole TikTok account is basically jokes. I mean, like I'll post stuff and just try to get a laugh out of people. And when I started looking into your account, oh, my gosh, I felt I felt like I wasn't even funny anymore. Like watching the stuff you put out, I don't know where you come up with these ideas, but it's all gold. Right. Like here, basically how this whole thing started, like me and my buddy would like, Matt would like send TikToks back and forth to each other. Right. And like, he's like, dude, you should just do that. And I was like, okay, but I'll do that. So anyway, it started, you know, I like first couple videos, it was like 700 views, like, thousand views and then like i made a video making fun of a particular fishing company right and i was like you know you know they're trash or whatever like i don't really care like what you use or like what you're fishing with you know it's all it's all jokes like i ought to be in the bass boat people like you're using that you know that's garbage why you're not catching any fish (laughs) so it was like one of those kind of deals and then that one went up to like twenty thousand views i was like okay i got something and then I like did it, you know, did it again with like fishing rants, right? I said like Abby Garcia's trash or something like that. And then just it just, you know, that fifty thousand views just, you know, blew up. But you know, I just I a lot of those like you'll see like a trend of like worst football players or like worst, you know, football teams. And then I just did that for fishing. Now, I think there's a couple other accounts that you know, do a similar thing. And I'm like, if people would be like, you did the same video as that guy, I'm like, I I don't even know who this guy is. So yeah. then I started like making, you know, other, you know, videos. I like, I do like, a, obviously having like a biology background. I did one that was like, you know, your, your bass has like, there's a new disease. It's called like PB disease, like personal best disease. And like, give me your address so I can come and uh, do some uh, research on it. That one did pretty well. You know, it's, it's just stuff like that. Man, it's so funny. I look at it and I think it's funny that like maybe some of your videos, other people have done something similar and we've always gotten people that will comment on a video and they'll be like, man, you stole that from somebody else. I'm like, that's all right. Is, is you, right. you see a video and you do it or you stitch it or you, you know, you basically rip off their content and make it funny in your own way. I just did one about Turkey hunting the other day and oh man, it blew up. Like, it was some dumb song that's trending. I don't follow any of that stuff, but my wife does. And she'll be like, you have to do this and put a hunting spin on it. But, um, man, I hope that takes off for you because, like I said, it's funny stuff. 
Do you, do you put anything like that on YouTube or on Instagram or is it mainly on TikTok? Uh, mainly on TikTok. Like I've put a couple like on my like YouTube shorts. Like they have a new feature basically TikTok on YouTube. I've done that. I put like one of them on Instagram reels and stuff like that. But it's mainly just, just TikTok. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I know I haven't messed around with a whole lot of stuff, but we we started making funny videos on on TikTok with my wife and it seems like any any of the controversial stuff that's what takes off because it gets people to comment on it and for some reason the TikTok algorithm the more comments there are the more they push it out to other people and so I know your 30 out 6 one took off talking about how it just bounces off and then I've seen a bunch of your like replies to people's questions or comments and it's it's crazy to me that some hunters are so like serious about it and so oblivious to anybody making jokes. You know, it's all satire. Like you're fun oh, yeah. at people. Right. Like I have I think I have like over a thousand comments now on that 30 off six video. I think it has like two hundred thousand views. But I, but yeah, I was just like, Yeah, I don't thirty off six is trash. Every time I shoot at a deer, it just bounces off and like leaves a big hole in the dirt. Like that's obviously a joke. And it just goes, meow, like right over, right over people's heads. And it's all like 40 to like 65 year old men. I don't know why they have a TikTok, but they do. And they're just like yelling at me every video. They're like, I can't tell you how many like operator error, like it's not the arrow, it's the Indian comments I have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love that because I saw after we had scheduled this call, I saw one that you put up about the six five Creedmoor's trash. It doesn't fly fast. There's no knockdown power. And I, yeah. think I responded to you and said, Man, I don't know if we can do a podcast together anymore because <laughs> I'm shooting six five <laughs> right now. Right. It's I mean, like, you know, most people like get it. And then there's just like some people that are like thirteen or they're like seventy. And then they just it's just, you know, they just don't get it. I think I think maybe you need to take some of your like wildlife biology um, education and move it towards social media like studies and just see what that age window is where sarcasm lives. And then it's like before and after it. Sarcasm doesn't exist in people, you know, like like you said, the young people. They don't get it. Old people, they don't get it. But I feel like anybody that's in the, I don't know, 16 to 40 range, they, they yeah. really enjoy it. Yeah, I think, I think so. Like, I mean, like I did that abandoned coyote one. Right. And then like, I mean, there's people there. They're like, they're legit thinking like I killed somebody's dog. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I, I, if I've committed that kind of crime, I definitely wouldn't put it on TikTok. <laughs> Yeah, for for those of you listening to this right now, you've got to go check out the video, but I'll just share it. He basically said, guys, I shot my first banded coyote the other day. I had no idea that they had long golden hair and like to carry around tennis balls. And obviously he didn't shoot somebody's golden retriever. But yeah, people were just going nuts on there. Yeah. Definitely, you know, I mean, I get. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I can't get enough of it. Every, every night, I feel like I go through and watch all of your videos again because I like to be as funny as you are, but I'm just not there yet. 
I, I mean, I don't really think I'm that funny, but like, I just put out, like, you know, I'll have like just an idea and like, I'll just like put it, if it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. I don't really care. If it gets a thousand views and one person laughs at it, that's fine with me. <laughs> yeah. Did you, have you gotten reported at all because of it? Yeah, I have actually. <laughs> like, I had like, like, I did like a couple like college football ones, right? And I was like the trashiest fans, football fans, or like Tennessee fans. I had like a picture in the background of like the Tennessee logo on a trash can. And I got like mass reported and I had to like file an appeal and do all that. I won the appeal. So that, I think that video is still there. So I like I've had like three or four videos that have been like reported for like bullying or harassment. Like I did a sitcom one of like, it was like this dude. I don't know what all you put on this podcast. It was like a dude wearing a dress, right? And I was like, oh, you got the new line of Sitka. I had like 10,000 views in under like five minutes. Like it was reported, you know. And I was like, that will, you know, I tried to repost that video. And, you know, it didn't, it didn't carry the same. So I like took it down or whatever. But that one was probably going to be a pretty good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like anytime you target some of those brands that people are diehard about, you know, and they're typically oh, yeah. the most expensive brands, you know, nobody's, nobody's complaining about like, uh, like Mossy Oak or True Timber. If you say something about yeah. those, you get all like the Sitka First Light, QU guys that are like, yeah, that is trash. You got to buy what I'm wearing. Or even with right. stuff, you know, nobody cares if you're shooting a Remington 870. But if you start trash talking Benelli or Browning, oh man, people come out of the woods oh, yeah. and attack. Like I like I did I like I did Benelli and I was like go get a Stoger and like that Stoger's you go know, fairly cheap affordable shotgun I'm like you know if you shoot a Benelli you can't hit nothing you're trash just go get a Stoger and uh, they were you know they were lighting me up <laughs> yeah I bet they were it's funny though because there is a there is a trend with um, in the hunting world where prices are just getting marked up so high. And it's like, hey, this is what you need in order to hunt successfully. And don't get me wrong, the technology behind some of these brands is pretty amazing. But being, I, I went hunting in Alaska and I hunted with a couple of locals up there a few years ago. And they were, they were telling me all about, like, when they go out hunting for blacktail deer, they'll wear like a purple Columbia jacket just because that's what they have that's right for the temperature. And they're like, we shoot deer all the time in purple or blue or whatever color we don't get any fancy stuff and they said you can tell everybody who's from out of state because they come up here all decked out the exact same camo like jacket pants boots gloves pattern on the gun everything they're like they're so die hard and they come up here and hunt and you can pick them out like a sore thumb right like i mean there's a lot of like camos and product like they're selling like the dream I guess you call it, and they're like, you know, like you said, like you have to. Do that. I can go out and like, uh, like a jacket I got from Walmart that's like twenty five dollars in like blue jeans, <laughs> and like go get the tree stand with like burlap around, and I'll, I'm fine. Like, you know, I do, I do okay for deer hunting. Oh yeah, I mean, even if you look at the old timers, they used to wear red plaid and blue jeans. Like that was the hunting outfit of choice. But I feel like I feel like you need to make a video about like I mean we'll just throw Sitka under the bus again. Uh, 
make a video about Sitka and just say like, hey, they need to really come out with a one arm jacket because you have to give up one arm just to hunt with it. You know, or like <laughs> that's pretty good. It. Yeah. Something along those lines, man. It's dude, I just can't get over how how many laughs I've had so far watching all those videos. Um, what about let's talk a little bit about fishing? Cause I mean, you've obviously posted a bunch of fishing videos. Are you, are you into fishing? Oh yeah. oh yeah, definitely. Definitely into like bass fishing. Like I really like to crappie fish, just like going around shooting docks, like, you know, getting something good to eat to bring home, you know, putting the fryer, blacking it, whatever. I've recently taken up fly fishing. I try get hung a lot, you know, like there's not, you know, there's not a whole lot of uh, trout in Alabama. They got a couple of places that are stocked. You know, I go try there. I'm still not any good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Fly fishing is definitely a skill. Like you can't just, you can't just go out and knock it out of the park right away. I'm right. not great at it by any means. I don't even own a fly rod, but I've done it a couple times and really enjoyed it. Uh, even though I wasn't catching anything. Yeah. Um, but right is bass fishing with the fly rod. My buddy does that, and it's fun to watch him because he'll bring it out to a bass pond, and I'll be using my my spinner, and he'll just have his fly rod, and he'll put like a medium weight fly on it, so it's not a it's not dry fly, it's definitely a wet fly, but it just won't mm-hmm. take that fast. And it it's crazy how many hits he gets on that thing. Yeah, I love like we have a pond here on our farm, on my parents' farm, and I have like a few like flies that look like a frog you know go out there on top water and pop it that's so much fun oh yeah do you do any you do any like out-of-state hunting or fishing or do you mainly stick around in alabama mainly alabama like we'll go you know go to the like the beach and stuff we'll go like do surf fishing or like you know go catch sharks or something off the beach do something you know something like that but mainly mainly in alabama nice I need some pointers on surf fishing. Have you have you had pretty good success with catching sharks? I'm, we've done, you know, okay, nothing nothing crazy. We'll just, like, go and, like, we'll start out, you know, with, like, some shrimp or something and, like, catch a ladyfish that's, you know, fresh and then cut it up and then, you know, have somebody maybe in, like, a kayak or something and paddle it out there and uh, drop it off. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I've watched people do it. I've never done it myself, but we'll be down – we're going to South Carolina uh, in two days and then we're going down to Florida after that. And I think I'm going to try to do okay. surf fishing for sharks, but so start with shrimp, catch ladyfish, chunk them up and then throw those out. Yeah. That's what, that's what we do. And it seems to work. Okay, man, that's good to know. I've got a, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'll have both my kids there at the beach with me, so we'll see how they handle it. And if I can actually reel something in without having to like save a drowning kid in the surf or something. Yeah. Um, well, dude, we got to get together and, uh, do a hunt sometime, man. I feel like it'd be a good time out in the duck blind. Um, Oh, for sure. Do like a live recording or something like that. And I know before the recording, I, I mentioned to you possibly doing like a hunter's tips, uh, segment in each podcast moving forward. And you can just share some of your satire humor with everybody. And I may lose some followers or some subscribers, but I'm all right with it. If I can have content like that in the middle of my episode. I'll, I'll try and share for you. I'll see what I can come up with. You know, just give me a shout. All right. Hey, what, uh, where can people find you on the podcast or on, um, 
TikTok, Instagram, what are your handles so people can look your stuff? On TikTok, I'm a hunter at Hunter Cleave. Uh, Cleave is like C L E V E. And then on Instagram, I'm hunter.cleveland55. Okay. Yeah, I'll try to put those uh, in the episode notes when this episode airs. That way people can do a quick click and link up to your account and see what they've got going or what you've got going on up there. Okay. Hey, what a, um, if you could, if you could hunt or fish anywhere, I mean, I know you're a waterfowl hunter at heart. Is there like a specific place, state or country or anything that you would like dream hunt, go and hunt waterfowl? Uh, we went to Arkansas one time and that was probably like the best three days of my life. I mean, it was an absolute blast. So I'd love to go out there again, you know, unless I could do something like crazy, like maybe go like elk hunting or something. Other than that, definitely, definitely Arkansas for sure. Oh yeah. I haven't, I haven't waterfowl hunted in Arkansas yet, but I think I'm going down to Stuttgart this next year and it's not that far from me. I, I don't know why I haven't done it in the past, probably the price point of it. But uh, right. if you want to get out and do some elk hunting, man, let me know because oh, I go out every year to Colorado. We've got a trip planned this year um, where I'm taking some buddies, and then next year I'm going to do another trip, whether it's to Colorado or I might head up to Wyoming. Uh, I've heard really good things about the elk in Wyoming on public land. Um, I actually just did an episode the other day or yesterday with a guy talking about that. That's, that sounds awesome. Would you want to go uh, rifle or archery? Do you have a preference? Can't, I don't know how close can you get me for archery. Well, I'll tell you right now, the success rate for archery in Colorado is 3%. And so, like, the odds of getting one are not great. Maybe yeah. if we just get, like, 33 of us out there, then we'll actually yeah. kill one. Um, but rifle wise, I've been out two years now and got a bull both times. Yeah, um, I have, yeah, I have no shame in using a rifle. Some people, you know, they're all, you know, archery. That's it. You know, nothing else, but I'd love to get out there with my, with my 30 out six and give it, give it a whirl. Oh, I heard they don't bounce off of elk, only deer. Only deer. That's, that's probably right. I have to make sure like mine's, you know up to shape my scopes on and everything because apparently apparently it's operator error and they don't bounce off oh man it just it cracks me up the comments i feel like someone could just follow your account to listen or to read all the comments on it oh for sure like like now like my, my work schedule and stuff i can't upload as much like monday through thursday so like all those comments like Last week, that's basically like all I did for like four days. Like I'd make like a reply video off that <laughs> one video and try and come up with something for it. Dude, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to partner up on TikTok, and uh, I'll like I don't even know which phrase I need to use. Duet your video or something, and we'll just get yeah. a, we'll get in a TikTok battle or argument about the right caliber to use. Oh boy, you won't be the first one to do that. <laughs> i bet i bet you get a lot of that stuff going on yeah well man i really appreciate you hopping on the recording with me and uh being on the podcast i'll i'll keep in touch and we'll definitely have to plan a hunt coming up soon because 
it'd be a good time to meet you in person. Or if you want to come out here and only shoot two or three ducks, you're always welcome to. Yeah, that sounds great. I appreciate you having me on, giving me an opportunity to talk about some stuff. And that is going to do it for today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Sorry that you had to struggle through the poor audio. Hopefully moving forward, we don't have to deal with any of that again. This should be the last of its kind. So, um, go check out Hunter on his different social media platforms, whether it's TikTok or Instagram. I'm sure you're going to get a good laugh out of the content that he puts out. And I look forward to, in the future, going in hunting with him or doing uh, some bass fishing, waterfowl hunting, whatever that might be. Hopefully that's here to come soon. Um, and if you haven't already, go leave a review and a rating. Please don't base it off of this episode and the audio quality, but listen to a couple other episodes and leave a review and a rating. That helps me get my product out to more people. It helps more people hear from awesome guests like Hunter. So until next time, always choose adventure and God bless.